Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had a talk Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked, go to adelgreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adel-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. Let me see if I can summarize so far. So there was first the initial shock because you didn't think it could happen to you. Then you had a, I mean, after a hysterectomy, which is already huge, because it has us look at the roles of our lives as a woman. You, Although you have three daughters, it's still an end of an era. So then you discovered you had cancer and the disbelief. And then the changes that you created in your own life, knowing that your possible worst enemy was your own thoughts, and how you think about what's happening. And between that and actually deciding to get involved and deal with the symptoms and creating other changes in your life, you had to have a focus shift. So once you had a focus shift, then you started making changes, nutrition, in terms of life coaching, just support, um, asking people for help, exercise, going for chemo treatments. But the thing that I'm hearing now is you're talking about the things that you did. You had an idea, you set a goal, you wanted to do, for example, exercise three times a week, but then maybe you could only do one. What was the thing that made you keep going? I wanted to live. I didn't want to give up on life. Um, and I wanted to be around to still see grandkids and to still uh, be there for my kids 21st birthdays um i didn't want to give up on life how old are um, you now andre i'm 46. so you wanted to love and and you were newly married not not yes. long before it, all of this happened we got married in january and we found out about all of this in the june and what yeah. impact did that have on your relationship did it make it stronger was it challenging how was it for you? I think it was definitely stronger. Um, it was a huge challenge by no stretch of the imagination. It, it, because suddenly uh, Gareth had to deal with with having this possibility of his wife dying um, and having to deal with all of the side effects of the chemo and having to deal with my head being all over the show and then, you know, me trying to adapt and you, you do the weirdest things um you you actually try all these things to actually see if this will help you um and he like, had to deal with all of that like what other weird things did you do 
Um, I decided that I've got to go vegetarian. You know, you've got to do like 100%, nearly 100% raw veg veggie juices. And I ripped up our garden and I planted lots of vegetables and all organic. And so <laughs> he had to deal with, <laughs> with a vegetable garden for a garden. Um, and, you know, then, then you realize, but you can't sustain this. You know, you can only have so many juices. Um, then you can't actually stomach the thought of having another smoothie because you've just like lived on these smoothies for, for a very long time. So, you know, you, you go through these phases and he just like calmly just like said, no, that's fine. You know, we can do that. It's not a problem. He'll, he makes me breakfast every morning. Um, so he makes sure that there's lots of berries in the breakfast and some nuts. And so, you know, he actually went all the way to actually try and accommodate everything that I was trying to help my body to to get stronger and to 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 deal with everything that was happening. Um, around me and if I couldn't eat because I was sick and not feeling well and whatever you would you know just try and co coax me to do something to just eat something or just drink something um, he was really wonderful and then you also had other challenges going on at the same time with family didn't you yes I did uh, and of course you had to stop working Yes. So uh, you had financial pressures sorry I know I'm interrupting you uh, but if you could no. elaborate for us they put me on a, a semi-disability, like a, a temporary disability for six months. But the chemo alone was six months. And before that, um, it was the, all of the operations, which was another 10 weeks. So in December, they put me on permanent disability. And um, so, but I tried to work in my second week, especially the second week, you know, where I was in between the cancer, uh, the chemotherapy. Um, I tried to work my full day. Um, just to keep on going. It also kept my mind off just sitting and not, you know, just focusing on what's happening with me. It kept my mind busy with with normal stuff. So that was wonderful um, until the permanent disability kicked in and then my user ID got locked out of the system and whatever. So I struggled to get back on the system, um, which is also a good thing. I think it is wonderful because in the past four or five months, I haven't been able to work as much as I tried to do while I was having chemotherapy. And I think that in itself has given me an opportunity to see that there's lots of other things that can occupy me and can keep me busy. Um, so I've been very fortunate with my work um, and I'm starting restarting uh, permanent employment on the 1st of May with the same company. At the moment I got the all clear from the doctor, they phoned me and said, okay, am I ready to work now? You know, can I please come back? They need my help. So um, that's all sorted. Um, in when I, the first, after the first session of my chemotherapy, I had like a thing with my mom where my mom actually got lost. And I joke and say that I think I was more worried about my mom than the chemo. <laughs> so that, you know, all of her things, she had a stroke and then there's been a bit of brain damage and there was lots of things that happened to her. And I think I was quite worried about all of the things that was happening to her and me not being able to deal with it myself because I've got a younger sister that usually 
just piles everything regarding my mom on me. And through the chemo, I had no choice but to not be able to go and sort her out. And my sister had to deal with all of those things, which was a good thing because it gave her growth in in dealing with all of the problems with my mom. And it allowed me to step away and see that it's not all my responsibility. It's not only me that can sort out things. Um, I I had no choice but to sit back and just watch because I didn't have the energy to, to do anything. I want to talk about what happens when the treatment's over and when you had to live your life as if you don't know if you're going to live tomorrow, then to be told, but you're okay now. And you get your life all over again. What do you keep? Which changes do you keep? I'm trying to keep them all. I'm trying to fit daily exercise into into my life. Um, I go every morning. I've got two friends that I meet up with and we go and walk five kilometers in the morning before the day, you know, like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, we go and we walk five kilometers, which is my daily exercise. I've been left with a neuropathy of my extremities. So my hands and my feet have now got like tingling feelings or they're half dead. It's like somebody has sat on it and they don't belong to me. So I find that if I walk and I'm active, then it's easier to deal with, with, with that side effect of the chemo. I try and not sweat small stuff. So, you know, I try and live an easy life where I'm not in conflict with people. I'm not in, I just want to have a happy day. I just want to have a good day. You don't want to um, waste life on being unhappy and not taking every moment to the fullest because you take it for granted so easily. And one should not because it's not given that you're going to be here tomorrow. Um, and I've decided in my own need that I'm going to live every day to the fullest of my ability. So that is what my intention is. Even if I go back to working full day, eight hours a, a day, um, I'm still going to try and limit it to that because previously I would work um, all hours of the day um, because we work for an international company. So, you know, they could phone me half past two at night to do something. And, and to me, I've, I'm going to do my best like I always did. But I'm going to also put the family and my needs and the fact that I need to do my exercise and I need to do what I need to do on a daily basis. That's going to have to be part of my life um, and not be put onto the back burner like I used to do. One of the biggest things that you had to learn to value yourself going through this whole experience, how would you put it in your words? I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, in the past, you had so many things to focus on. You had all this demanding work time-wise, just consumed your time whenever. You had to deal with other family responsibilities, taking care of people who should be taking care of themselves, and things which had really impacted on the way you lived your life. 
Whereas when you had cancer, you had to stop and focus on what's really important. And on a deeper level, probably had to look at who is Henri for Mark and what does she need? So if you could put that in your words, what were the most important things that made you value yourself now that you are putting boundaries around your work and that, that you are living conscious of what your body's needs are on a daily basis and going for exercise and making a mental shift by deciding that you want to have a happy day and you're living that day to the fullest. What was it that brought your own value into your awareness? I think the fact that I realized that I am I have to live my life for me. I can't live my life for other people. I can't live my life for my job. I can't even live my life for my children. I have to I had to create a goal in my head where I wanted to be. I needed to understand where will I be in five years and 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 for all cancer survivors you know that it's that five-year thing so I've got to keep a focus in my own head of where will I be in five years and if I don't keep that focus in my own head and forget that I have to do all of these things to keep me healthy because all of these things that I'm doing is not for anybody else but for me um, which I think as moms, um, you tend to put your kids first. Um, you tend to say whatever the kids are going to be doing, that is where I'm going to be. Um, and you've got to change that because your actions, if you are in a healthy state, if you are in a healthy frame of mind, if you are in a happy place um, in your own head, then it's so much easier for the people around you to be in that place. But you have to put yourself first because if you are not healthy, all of them around you are in that state of uncertainty. So you've got to come first. That's just how it is. So it's a little bit like you can't operate unless the battery is full and you're focusing on the battery. Is that what it sounds like? Pretty much like that, yeah. <laughs> what, it, what is it like to have your life back, Andre? Um, In a way, it is actually still surreal. Um, it again? Actually, you're, going, it, you're going through the disbelief again? Yes. It's, it's like, okay, now they've said I'm, I'm now cancer-free. What am I supposed to do now, you know? <laughs> so what I did on that last day of chemo, that very, very last day, which was the 27th of January, I actually sat down and I said, okay, well, I was lying in bed because I wasn't feeling that great. But I had this thing in my own head. They are, they've now done what they could do about the chemo. They've, we've, we've gone the medicinal route. How are we going to avoid to get back here again? We don't want to go this way again. It's, it's not nice. It's horrible. And I had to actually, I sat and I Googled and I made a list of what the things are that I could actually find to actually try and avoid to go back there. Um, obviously your positive mindset, your exercise, the good nutrition, um, you know, all of those things. But, but you actually have to physically make that decision about what is the plan? That, that, that's obviously most probably me again doing the, the problem solving. 
But yeah, I physically made a list of what to do. It wasn't a list of what not to do. It was a what to do going forward. And, uh, you know, you end up Googling lots of things and thinking about lots of things. And so you've just got to focus on what you want in life and then find out or figure out how you're going to achieve that. Make a plan, a list. Uh, it's not always possible to do everything every day, but you've got to have that consciousness of where you want to go to be there for your loved, loved ones around you. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there for my um, husband. I want to be there for my family and my friends and everything. And I want to experience it all. And I don't want to give up on it. So, yeah, I've got my list <laughs> and <laughs> we try and do all of the things, um, or most of them, and um, just rethink it as you go along. What can you add? What can you change? Just know where you want to go in five years. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California. Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk to me like I want to talk to you. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask I can fool the world but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free 
to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.